What's up, guys? It's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. Launching this week on our podcast network is a new show from Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay called Higher Learning. Two times a week, they'll be dissecting the biggest topics in Black culture, politics, and sports, and wade into the most important and timely conversations. The first episode is out now, so make sure to subscribe to Higher Learning with Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to The Right Reasons. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. We're podcasting after dark, man. It's like a late night show. I wake up really early, so it's 9.30. So like for me, 9.30 is like normal person's like 11.30, I would say. And okay, first I'm, of all, I'm ready to you roll. Can, you can never pull the I wake really early thing with someone with three little kids. You know I wake I mean? up at five. Uh, three. And then oh. four. And then five. <laughs> and then I sleep in a child's bed between five and six. And then oh, I'm dear. Up. Oh, so dear. back on you, back on okay. you. You're right. I woke up at five in red for a little while. So I yeah, presume, I was you training for a triathlon at five in the morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, there, there's consensual waking up at five and non-consensual waking up at five. Let's just say that. But okay. I also want to say, I feel like you mentioned that because this is the first podcast we've done where we both have, um, might have some adult beverages. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about either. Let's move on. Let's keep it going. Uh, let's talk challenge because that was just on. And Just still, in, still in season. First question for you tonight. Who is a worse, less loyal person? Rogan or D? Rogan. Oh, it's my God. Definitely Rogan. Because if you, if you ask this, like, it's like saying, like, wow, I like, I wonder who would win in a series, the Warriors or the Cavs. It's like, well, we've seen that series. And we found out. Like, you don't forget what Rogan did to D last season. And now they're acting like they're friends. So it's like it's like when you have a tete a tete, when you ask like who's friends. worse, when they've gone up against each other, and like and he played D last year, and then like they're still together. And also D's commitment to Kansas City and her friendship with Western, the quarantine. I would have been like, I'm risking, it. I'm flying home. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't care what we got, but I gotta take a boat, we gotta take whatever. I'm not staying in Kansas City for three months. She's like, you know what? Love, I'm here. Love me some West. I'd I'm love here. To, I'd love to live with Nehemiah. Kansas City, here we come. I'm gonna gain 15 pounds eating barbecue. I just want to say something about D. I can't stand her. I truly cannot stand her. And wow. her game her game makes no sense at all. So her and Rogan like have a thing, but they don't actually like each other. It's the opposite of like every relationship I've ever been in where they is a thing and it's just I don't know what I'm saying here. But oh, no, no, I know exactly what sense. you're saying, but I want to hear you say it. No, 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 I know what you're saying. So you They're- just decide to bail. No, no, just do it. This is after dark. No one's listening. <laughs> No one's listening. Dean and Rogan don't actually like each other, but have no. committed so hard that they they're like flirted. They're, they're trapped in it. But, but it's like, like it's it's one of those things. Like if you kiss D, Rogan's like, "Oh, I'm gonna murder you." But it's also yeah. like, Rogan, do you have any intentions of kissing D yourself? Like, no. oh, absolutely not. Yeah, none whatsoever. <laughs> not romantically in, enjoy her at all. But like that's that's. But like you can't kiss her, you know. By the way, at the beginning of the episode when they're talking to each other, I have no idea what they said. They both were speaking English, and I was like, I need subtitles here. My wife suffers from this as well. My (laughs) wife suffers from this. And then, like, once you turn subtitles on in your TV watching experience, it kind of, like, helps retention and comprehension. So, like, sometimes we'll put them on for, like, Game of Thrones or whatever, and then we'll we'll watch whatever's next. 
and we'll just leave it there. And then sometimes I'm like, why, why am I reading the challenge? Like, this, is, this, is, this isn't Shakespeare. I don't need to like read it twice to fully understand the nuance. It's the challenge. Like, some stuff is going to blow up. TJ's going to say someone's quitting, and then in the, it's over. I decided to move on when I couldn't understand Dean Rogan, but I was like, how do they even communicate with each other? Do not well, Americans think- speaking English understand each other better? I don't get it. I just love D as an Asian female Australian Wes understudy because like Wes is one of those weird <laughs> dude who like checks out a lot of like weird physical and like and sort of like backstory boxes and she does as well. And I know that she's not from England. I'm sorry. She's Australian. Um, Wes checks all the boxes for me. I love Wes. I know. Uh, so I like hate Rogan, but I also hate D. Like I just think they're both horrible people who are so mean to each other and I just don't understand why they're both still here. I, 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 it's inexplicable to me. And then D being like Jenny's the number one person I need to be worried about. Was that just like all for the confessional, like a made up storyline? Cause then she didn't vote for her. And well, D is D is D won last season. So she thinks she's like on Jenny's level. It's like, you are nowhere near Jenny's level. Like you're nowhere. not Cara Maria level, like in terms of like challenge ability. No. Like you just happened to win a final kind of luckily they made rules. So like you couldn't do it again. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. slow down D. But I also think that one thing I've learned during this question of like Rogan versus D and also like Rogan and Kyle and bear. And like, this is definitely me being washed and like born in 1978, but I, it's important to like recognize your own unconscious prejudice. It's important to recognize your own bias. And I think dudes with a ton of tattoos, I just judge. Oh, I judge. Yeah. yeah. I judge. I just judge. And there's like, like, honestly, like literally Rogan could like come up with the coronavirus vaccine, like in his backyard <laughs> and, and make 10 million samples and distribute them worldwide equally amongst all countries. Like, like prorated by like, like, you know, um, population, which is like the, the important right thing to do. And I'll still be like, yeah, he, he, he lifted that from somewhere, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's just based on the tattoos. It, that's it. I think the only person who I'm like, no, those tattoos are good and they make sense. James Johnson, the NBA player, formerly of the Miami yeah. Heat. He's, yes. the, he's the one person who I'm like, yeah, that checks out. Looks good. Good choices by you, man. Well, he's I, super scary. Like his entire family is like the Gracies in jujitsu. Like his entire yeah, family he, he's has a like black double belt. black belts. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like yeah. everybody he's like ever met is like a triple black belt. He sports tattoos better than like anyone else ever born. But the thing about tattoos... Also on Rogan's, like you got to regret at least one of those. There's no way that you feel good about every single one well, that you have. I have a lot of tattoo takes. And I won't bore you with too many of them, but if you give me like 40 seconds, I'll ask, also tie it back into the challenge. Please. Number one, a lot of people want to be covered in tattoos, but like don't have ideas for them. So you can tell they do a lot of like filler work, like a lot of like waves splashing or sun rays shining. Like they just want to fill the space, but they haven't like curated a, like a museum style menagerie of different images. Like I like an Amy Winehouse style. Like I just like this little thing and that little thing and that little thing goes over there and that little thing goes over there, but it's not like one cohesive kind of like I sat there for three weeks and got it all done. And I also like Kayla's only one arm. I'm a big Kayla fan, as you know. So you like one arm, like a one arm sl- oh, one I don't sleeve. like any tattoos. I like if I like tattoos, they're like super nonsensical patterned. Like I might be a Marine in 1935 that like went to four different countries. Mm. Like like Winehouse. I like Amy Winehouse's tattoos and like um Zoe Kravitz. Like Zoe Kravitz also has yeah. like this kind of patchwork small. You know who else has it to bring it back to the NBA? Like Steph Curry. It's like little small meaningful things here and there. 
but like I'm not like a tatted dude. I think a lot of people just right. wake up one day and they're like, I'm going to be turning into a tatted dude. Give me 365 days and $10,000. I'm going to get it done. It's all going to be black and white. It's going to be a bunch of like meaningless, like koi fish and, and waves and whatever. It means a lot to me. I'll have something to say at parties, but it means nothing to me whatsoever. <laughs> it's a bit. The thing about Johnny and Wes and Nisa, they've had a lot of time to develop their challenge personas and the people we're yes. getting today have been evolved over a long time as an, I mean Anissa was on the real world in 2001 so you know she's had almost two decades of time wow. Rogan and Kyle was she Philly? wait Anissa was returned to New York Chicago and it was I know Chicago. 2001 9 11 happened yes yeah yeah it was it was in a legendary Walla Walla. season yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yes it was Tanya and the guy Carrie. went on to be like a politician yeah 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 yeah, yeah, it was Tanya, Anissa, Carrie, Cara, Chris, the model, Kyle Brandt, and Theo. It was a great, First great of all, cast. Let me just stop like, Theo the comedian. Let me stop you right there. You need Not to smoke di- more marijuana. Different you need Theo. more marijuana different in your life. Theo. If you have that kind of recall, you need more marijuana in your life. Uh, when I was in college and I was worried about falling asleep during a lecture or in any class, I would get out my notebook and challenge myself to write down every season of the real world in chronological order and every cast member in each house. And usually I could do it and it was a long list. So it kept me awake for all of lecture. This is why we're best friends. And I will also say that (laughs) one of my college experiences is being like right before class up, excited, ready to go, get a large coffee, drink the large coffee in the first 10 minutes of class minute 12. I cannot keep my eyes open class over. I'm awake, ready to go. Can't stop. There's just something about that environment that is just like, it's just like ocean waves or rain on a tin roof. You just can't help but fall asleep to it. Totally. And so I needed activities and this was my go-to. It was a really good one. You know, I still study up. I brush up because I want to be able to remember everyone. Anyway. Well, sometimes sometimes I think about the 1986 Red Sox lineup when I don't want to orgasm during sex. I don't want to delay <laughs> orgasm, so I just, I just do that, which is similar. It's like it's basically the same thing. It's like but a it's mental just like a exercise. Yeah. yeah, just like you want to stay awake and I want to keep the party going, you know? <laughs> Jacoby, that's incredible. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, anyway, Anissa's been on this sh- in this world for nearly two decades. The Anissa we're seeing today has evolved organically over time. Someone like Rogan like woke up and was like, I'm going to become a reality person. I'm going to get a ton of tattoos. And there's something just so inauthentic about his persona that like I just don't care for. D, I don't feel that way. I think she's like fairly authentic, but they're just like not as fun as some of the other people. Like get, I'm sad that uh, Kayla and Jenna are gone. I'm going to go the other way a little bit. And I'm going to okay. I'm going to reference another show that we've both watched Succession. And when they talked about Whatever the big guy in his successions, Logan Roy, Logan. Logan. When they talk about Logan's, L to Logan's, the OG, to the GF, of course, dude, be an OG, <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> his wife. When I did one of those, like after the show, when like the writers explain it, he's like, mm-hmm. "Well, we wrote his wife. She came up and said, like, are you using protection or have you been tested?' It's like because people from other countries like sort of speak with a different rhythm and they communicate in sort of a slightly different way. We want to write that into the show, and I thought that was like a really smart thing for like a television writer to say that I would never be like able to duplicate myself. So I was impressed, but I was also like with the challenge because everything comes back to the challenge. I was like. There is a different rhythm to the communication, to the humor, to the seduction methods. Like, I think there is, like, you are dramatically different, but, like, still this, it's still, like, how do I explain? You're, like, 70% have the exact same experience, but that 30% is a big deal that you do not have the same experience culturally. 
I guess that doesn't make Rogan seem more authentic to me. You're saying I don't okay, get Rogan. Let's imagine Rogan had no tattoos. You'd be like, okay. I love that guy. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. No, I definitely wouldn't. Rogan and D is like so fucked up. It's like they're really bad for each other and they need to get, oh, yeah. get away. They're it's terrible bad. for each other. They have, there's no sexual energy between them. I like a nice, sloppy, sexy relationship. Okay, okay. No, I like a sloppy, sexy, emotionally abusive relationship that has like really good sex involved. But if you're going to do this back and forth jealousy, like, like, like you're going to yeah. get all the bad parts of a relationship. It's like, if you can't just have an apple core, like there's a reason, like, like you should have like the apple part too. Yeah. It's just, it, I, they both suck. And then I don't even understand the whole strategy for this tribunal. So, Nani throws in her two best friends, Jenna and Kayla, even though Jenna already has a red skull. Nani's just like, Jenna's not here to win it. So she throws her into the tribunal. And then they also get Jenny and Anissa and Anissa. And, and I, I just, I don't understand. Like, I, you don't understand. Do you, okay. I'll tell you exactly what happened. Okay. The fix was in. This was all a fix. Okay. Who are the two people that ruined their relationships at home in the course of the last two episodes? Jenna and Kayla. And who are the two people who had their best friend in the tribunal that went home this week? Jenna and Kayla. And you think that's a coincidence. And oh, also the OG that's been there for 20 years who happened to be literally the least physically capable person in the entire house, including cameramen, sound men, producers, and everybody. So you're happened saying Jenna did not try her hardest. Extremely physical challenge. Extremely physical challenge, which is basically endurance slash weightlifting. And it seemed you're really telling hard. Me, you're telling me that Anissa won that. And also, like, it, it, like, like, and you're sitting here and be like, I don't understand what happened. Really, Julia? Really? Anissa was giving me hope. And so now I've lost my hope. Thanks to Kobe. I just, I just thought that Jenna actually was trying hard. I felt bad for her, but I guess you don't agree. I also, the whole time I was watching them do that challenge, I was like, you guys, this is not how you're supposed to lift. Bend at the knees. Like, <laughs> I know, honestly, they're going to hurt their back. Is, yeah, when you're over 40, you're just like, bend at the knees, ladies. Bend at the knees. Like, have you ever been around a heavy box? There's like a sign on it that says, like, don't lift this way. Yeah. They're all bending over, touching their toes and lifting these heavy things up. I'm like, God, all of them slept terribly that night and woke up even worse. To be clear, Nisa is like definitely 40, if not over. I haven't checked, but like, she was on the real world when she was like 21. So she's 40. Just to be clear, she should yeah. know better. I don't know, man. I think we're in a murky territory. We lost a lot of the good people. Like we're left yes. with a lot of the non-Americans who I don't know as well. We still have Nettie, Hetty, Meddy, Maddie, Maddie, and Maddie Casey. With T's. Maddie with T's though. Not like short for yeah. Madison. That's why I couldn't remember. Maddie. Yeah. That's, that's why Maddie I was like, with Nettie, Hetty, Maddie. Yes. Maddie with T's. Yes. <laughs> and Casey... And I mean, Nani vouches for Casey. Nani's. Oh no! Let's not Casey. forget. Let's not forget the scene stealer. What? Melissa. Oh, Melissa. Yeah, she's Melissa. Yes, she's uh really left her mark this season. Melissa has <laughs> really, literally left a mark. I can't think one thing she's done. Not like, one. You could, you could honestly like in like next time you talk to Wes, I'm sure you like text him every day. Next time you text Wes, be like, "Who is Melissa?" He'd be like, "I have no idea. I have Who? no idea." She yeah. doesn't get the invite to Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could be like TJ Lavin, like. Who is Melissa? He'd just be like, we've had a lot of Melissas, dude. I, I don't know. Who's Common name. Like art director. Was she an art director on the show or something? Like, who's, is that the pyro chick that we gave $4 million to this season? Um, yeah, a lot of the good people are gone. And we're left with like a swaggy versus Josh fight, which is the softest fight of all time. Oh, yeah. You know what? It was such a bad fight. Like, I forgot it happened. And it was like 20 minutes ago. Josh is the fakest tough guy I've literally ever seen. Ever. 
ever. It's it's it well the part where he stood up on top of the bar like Kobe Bryant Amazing. standing on the Amazing. press conference after winning the championship and it was just like first of all literally the bar is bought out. There's no one there. And like you need the high ground in this fight against a guy who's a foot shorter than you and like 50 pounds smaller. And you know the security everywhere. It was just like and he needed he needed Kyle's help getting down from the thing. It was that was a that was a bad fight. It was a bad fight. Josh's whole shtick is like, you know how break dancers before they like go into the middle of the circle, they like kind of like go around the circle yeah. to like gather their momentum. Josh yeah. is constantly going around the circle to gather momentum, but never breaks out. Never any going moves. in the middle. Yeah. Never, never going in the middle. Never, never going in the middle. <laughs> he I, I cannot stand him. He is my least favorite person on this season. Well, I'm not also so a, negative on this on this podcast today. It's fine. It's fine. There's also redundancy <laughs> between Josh and Fezzi. You know what I mean? It's just oh my like, god, like, that's so rude to Fezzi. Fezzi fucking saved Nelson's life. Fezzi gang over here? Fezzi gang, yeah. <laughs> Back off Fezzy, man. I like oh, Fezzy. Please. Can we just talk about the challenge for a second? Jumping into a sewer with oh. cold water. I mean, it's just so unappealing. I don't want to do that. No, I've, I mean, I, first of all, like, I thought they made a lot more of like the dropping into the water than like was necessary. It was clearly like a 15 foot drop, which is not that big a deal. But it's, it's, it's one thing to, not be able to solve puzzles, but like I feel like if you're gonna go on the challenge, you should take a couple swim lessons, just a couple. You know, what shout I mean? out to Nelson who said he took swim lessons in the off season. You kind of have to. That's dope. I think Leroy did that at some point too. Yeah, uh, I mean Leroy didn't take as well as Nelson's have, but was it Swaggy C had to get like taken out by a medic? Yeah, like immediately, and they all made fun of him. So yes. shout out to Nelson. I I like the uh, encouragement. You texted me one question. Why is Wes like fucking with Bailey and and Swaggy? Like, why is he? Yeah, because I mean, so apparently the the story is that like Wes and Bailey know each other from Kansas City. Yeah, a lot of Kansas, Kansas City, City Alliance. The Kansas City Alliance, but like, yeah. Have you ever seen the musical Oklahoma? Everything's up no. to date in Kansas City. That's the song. I know. Okay. When you were on my stoop two days ago, I was like, oh, like, what were you listening to? You're like, oh, I just listened to music and like did the dishes. I was like, what are you listening to? You're like, show tunes. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I didn't even ask a follow-up. I was just like, oh my God. I was listening to Oklahoma. I've really gone native in quarantine. I'm just like doing like my most extra self, which is listening to show <laughs> tunes while doing jigsaw puzzles. So <laughs> And watching Pluto. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I fucking love Pluto. I this is like now gonna be like a fifth podcast I've mentioned Pluto on. But if you're <laughs> listening to this podcast, you would like Pluto. Just get it for your streaming yes. apparatus. It's uh, you get it on Roku, yeah. Apple TV. You can watch the challenge all day long and the hills. Also, there's a few other channels that I'm really into. One of them being Antiques Roadshow, also on constantly. Oh, and no um, Leverage, which was a show that like literally only I watched on TNT like from 2007, 2010. I had it on DVD and now I can just watch it on Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um, I just think this season I've been enjoying. Really happy to have the challenge. Always love it. I just want to make a note. If anyone from the, from the challenge is listening, they're definitely not. Shout out to Justin Booth. Do not go cold weather bunker Don't. torture ever again. Give me Don't. people on the beach. Give me people sweaty, hot, bikinis, like having a lot more fun. Yeah. Like this was this, yes. this was too on the nose. It's just not a good idea. Yes. Like it's it it's it's not their fault that we are all living in bunkers now and losing our minds. And like we're sort of like, oh, do you know what I'm gonna do and watch this show where people live in a bunker and lose their minds? Like it's it's not it's not exactly the escape that we're all looking for out of this type of programming. 
But I don't mind the eye candy. You know what I mean? Like there's a reason that people cast people on these programs that are attractive and in shape so we can look at them in our homes. Like that's kind of the point, like 5% of the point. Yeah. I mean, it's just more fun when they seem like they're having more fun, you know? Yes. Everybody has more fun by a pool than they do in a bunker. Yeah. And even like getting dirty in mud when you're hot is more fun than like pretending you're a teenage mutant ninja turtle and like jumping into the sewer. Yes. Great reference. Let's move on to Bravo. But first, if you could talk to the dead, what would you say? I don't know what I would say, but I would try to explain the moment we're living in. It would be very difficult because it's pretty wild. If you're interested in talking to the dead, perhaps get excited for CBS All Access's new original series, The Thomas John Experience, which follows world-renowned psychic medium Thomas John as he journeys across America using his ability to connect unsuspecting everyday people with those on the other side. Whether he's behind the wheel of a rideshare in Chicago or grabbing a bite to eat in Los Angeles, Thomas's powerful readings offer insight and closure, resulting in emotional and heartwarming moments. All episodes of the Thomas John Experience are available only on CBS All Access starting June 4th. Catch CBS All Access's exclusive new series, The Thomas John Experience, and get your first week of CBS All Access free when you sign up at cbs.com slash bachelor. Again, that's cbs.com slash bachelor to get your first week of CBS All Access free. cbs.com slash bachelor. All right, let's talk some Bravo. Let's talk Vanderpump. Not a reunion show this week, but mm. they did ha- they did have like a clip show that was done kind of in a clever way. My first question to you is, why did they have an extra week to accommodate a clip show? First of all, it's just a business thing. They're like, we put Vanderpump Rules as the title of the program. People have DVR this show. People will watch it. We, with the Vanderpump Rules, I think it's below. I think it's below below deck at this point in terms of ratings for this program. Below this deck, network. I believe, is the number one show. But I think VPR is second, if I'm not mistaken. And if it's not, it's a close third or whatever. And they're just like, look, play the hits. We'll give them an extra episode instead of 24. We'll really have 24 and a half. But one thing they did during this program, which both me and my wife were like, this is really really smart. They set up the Zoom calls, like just what we're having now, just like every single person listening this has had. The but main difference, mis- though, is that they all put on a lot of makeup, and I probably look oh, like trash. Yeah, yeah. I actually ordered makeup yesterday to wear when I'm on oh, TV because nice. I sweat a lot. Yeah. And um, they Jalen Jacoby every day, 4 o'clock ESPN, make sure you DVR it. They set it up so they had they had like pairings that related to the clip they were about to watch, but they didn't do what like baseline instinct would be to do which is like so Juliet remember that time we went to Vegas yeah let's check that out like they didn't toss to it it's sort of like mid-sentence they would have a noun that was related and they would go to a transition immediately so it didn't feel like awkward hosting it kind of felt like I was looking in on two people catching up that I know was totally fake but it was like real enough that I thought the packaging for this type of show which I've seen a million times and so have you was actually really clever especially considering the conditions they should probably like remix something like that moving forward yeah, it was fun seeing them basically catch up with each other and sort of seem like they're having honest conversations. The best part about Vanderpump Rules has always been like the fact that the friendships are real. And so this tapped into that in a way that was effective and kind of had been absent previously. So it was really mm. nice to have. I also, there's like kind of like a lot of ancillary Vanderpump information out there that we need to go over. There's some 
blockbuster info from the editor that was fired that we'll get to in a second. But last night, I was so bored. I watched the pumped up version of last week's episode of the season finale. You know, it's with the little like, with the little thing, yeah, the like pop up video yeah, version. Pop-up yeah, video, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First of all, like, I routinely watch Vanderpump Rules twice a week before they were doing this. I mean, now I don't have the time anymore, but like watching Vanderpump Rules twice a week was part of my life when I lived in Los Angeles. Yeah, of course. And also we covered it. I mean, we still do, but obviously. But one crucial fact that I learned is that Tom Sandoval and Ariana were instructed not to get furniture for continuity purposes. Of course. And so apparently now it's like really nicely done and everything. So... I thought that was interesting. It's it's kind of like more of an insight into the show than you probably really wanted or they really intended when they put that fact up. But like, it just ind- it just confirms they do reshoots, they go back and and all that. And it they needed it to have the was just so nonsensical that they yeah. didn't have a couch that it was just kind of like became such a bit that it was clear they were doing it for the show. But one thing I found interesting during that like reality, I'm sorry, reunion weird show that they did, where was Sandoval's like setup? outside of his door like he's on yeah. his own doorstep sitting like like um what my son calls crisscross applesauce <laughs> with like the weirdest low angle it was just such a like a weird setup that i was like something's going on that they don't want to show us the inside of their home right interesting i wonder what that reason was i think it's because it was like so nice and put together there would be like such like a jarring thing that would feel like to oh. the viewer you would feel like oh wait a second you know what i mean like interesting I, yeah, I think they did that intentionally. They're like, don't let's not reveal the inside of their home right now because it'll be weird to like toss to them with nothing. Well, we are getting a reunion show, so maybe we'll get a home tour. They should do that. Like, that's like a logical thing to do on the reunion. It's like a home yes. tour of, of Ariana and Sandoval's what the, yes. what it looks like now. Um, I also just really liked seeing what everyone chose for their look. I thought it was really funny how they put on makeup, but then they'd just be wearing sweats or whatever. Like. I think that's pretty standard, but it was fun. it was funny to see. And then there's been a lot of news floating around because this one editor who worked on the show named Bree Dellinger, she has since been fired. She got fired for doing a podcast interview where she revealed that as an editor, she gave Sheena a bad edit intentionally. And then she did a second podcast where she kind of revealed a lot of interesting info, including... Stassi and Bo got a quote-unquote heroes edit, which is obvious. Which is interesting. Deservedly so. I love Stassi and Bo. I mean, do I oh, love I've them because t- of the edit? No, we'll stop. We'll stop for all these bullets because I have takes on all of this. Um, okay. They get a heroes edit, yes, because what are you setting up? You're setting up the Stassi and Bo wedding season, and if you like, like you need us to be invested in them because Stassi doesn't really have a lot of ties to other people on the show, and neither does really Bo. And she so has I think a lot that, going on. Like in general. Yeah. In general, it's a good point. <laughs> um, especially this summer. So I think that like if they're like, hey, like this is gonna like 20% of our next season be built around this one event. Like, let's get the audience invested into it. Right. Which like, makes sense. We, we need to put a lot into it so people actually care. Yeah. So there's that. Brie also said that Raquel is who people think Brittany is, that she is actually really sweet. More what I love about that. Is that is not a compliment? Shade for at Britney. Yes, that is that shade is at Britney. Basically, saying that Britney is a fame whore that moved to LA, got caught up in the game, and is now just as bad as everybody else on the show. She's been poisoned. Where Raquel is just like so dumb, it's impossible to penetrate her like desires and emotions. <laughs> but when it's she a- did say, and this week's when she was like, "I think I'm the hottest girl at Sir," I was just like, you know, God bless you, Raquel, because that is your priority. 
it would be great to live life feeling that way by yourself. To like feel that good, you, it would be great, you know? You're like, oh, I'm, I'm the hottest person here among all these hot people. So I'm happy for Raquel that she feels that way. Um, <clears throat> another revelation, if you can call it that, is that Jax lies a lot and that he says he has a relationship with all the editors, but he doesn't. And he tries to like buy them off with alcohol to give Brittany and him good edits. Okay, See, I have a lot. I have a lot. I have a lot on this. Let's hear the it. The quote was simply like he was going to buy. He bought me a tequila shot and said, "Please make an edit that doesn't make my girlfriend cry." Right. right? That's like Which a is, nice, kind of a nice thing a, to do. A flippant joke, and honestly, Jax probably just wanted a shot himself, and this was like there was she was like the <laughs> she was closest there. person. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> she made it sound like it was some sort of like like he came in with like a like a duffel bag full of full of ones, you know what I mean, and like dropped it off in some clandestine like you know train station in downtown LA. No, no, no. He bought her tequila shot, and there was like nothing to it whatsoever, and she kind of made more of it than it was. That's what I'm saying about that. It's also just like, who's surprised? Like, that's like the most Jax thing I've ever heard. So, yeah. I mean, like, okay, no big deal. I, cool. Let's Not keep it moving. All. But she did say, and we actually noted this at the time, that there was one episode that Jax and Brittany were not in after the wedding. And that was kind of like a test to see if people liked it. Because like, maybe Jax and Brittany won't be on the show in the future. Well, I, I may have heard that um, there's a sliding scale in terms of, you know, payment for everybody that's involved. And, Jax might have negotiated himself into a good place, and that's a great thing for your bank account, but sometimes not a great thing for longevity. They're definitely just too expensive, 100%, and probably like yeah. not worth the headache. Oh, no, no, no. See, here's the thing, though, Julia, is don't ever, ever, ever disrespect Jax's ability to do anything to his life, to destroy his life for screen time, and he is going to do that to his marriage. He's going to dis- destroy his marriage for screen time. He's already started. Do you think COVID helps or hurts their marriage? It's having to spend more time with Jax, good or bad. First of all, do you think COVID has helped any marriages? <laughs> I'm not married, so it's hard for me to say. I don't think so. I think the ones without kids. No, like any. Less like harm. Any. Yeah, less. No, it's still bad, though. But it's Jax. It's still like, bad. Think, think about the harm he can cause in the world when he's just like doing his thing. Like, do you want stuck at home, Jax, if you're Brittany? Like, I understand it's hard on marriages. I get it. But, like, do you want stuck at home, not cheating on you, not doing shots at the bar, Jax? Or do you want Jax out in the world so you don't need to spend that much time with him? Like, I don't Jax know. Jax out in the world. I think you want Jax out in the world. I it's think just, so, like, too. Jax is a lot. He's a lot. And I think there's, like, in a relationship, you're not meant. You're just, like, naturally not meant to spend this much time with another person. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Except you're just not supposed to. So it doesn't apply to my parents, but for everyone else, that's true. <laughs> Do they listen to this? Is that what you said that? <laughs> no, they don't oh, okay. listen, but they work together. Victoria just, Dowling might listen to this. Just she two, might. She just might. the two of them. So they just spend a lot of time together. It, it's a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know if Brittany and Jax are coming out of this, but I, I don't, they weren't going to anyway. So, but it's like, if, if, if let me just do a quick aside on, on like quarantine best and worst case scenarios, because there's only like a few, right? There's like by yourself, bad. They're like in, in a marriage without children, pretty good in a marriage with kids, terrible in a new relationship, tricky. You know what I mean? Like it's either, not, it either goes great or it goes awful. 
Yes. Like, what about, like, I think if you've been together, for, you just moved in together. Like, I think that's probably best case scenario. I think, no, because you learn too much too fast. Living no, together I, for a year. You, no, I think, I, I think best case scenario for a couple is live together, no kids in the Los Angeles area. Because there's a kind of like a lot of places you can go. Even when oh, yeah. are supposed to. LA is like half quarantine. It's, yeah, it's quarantine it's like, light. It's yeah, quarantine it's like, light. Yeah, you're, yeah. Li- you're basically living quarantine life. So like not that much changes if you're just like, oh, we're, oh so <laughs> yeah. we're. So we're just eating dinner at home instead of going out. So but like you, I'm you, a, a drive through at coffee bean and tea leaf instead yeah. of like going inside. Yeah, like very very <laughs> yeah. little changes if you were a couple of that kids and you're living in LA. So like those yes. people are all like more or less fine. I think I think if you've just started dating after like it's like three months into your relationship and you have to like commit to like we're spending time together now in quarantine or not. That's really well, that, tough. That happened to one of my friends, but one of the differences I didn't realize is LA, you can kind of like, your best case scenario is like you've been together for a year, but you don't live together, but you choose to spend some nights together, but you mm-hmm. can like turn it on and off. In, in New York, you can't really like do that because you can't like travel anywhere. But in LA, you can get in your car, drive across town and get out of your car. Like you didn't, like that's a super non covid You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, totally. But like getting on the subway and going to Brooklyn is like, uh, probably... Five percent chance I got it. That's a no. I mean, the subway's yeah. out right now, yeah. unless you have to take yeah. it. That's absolutely not. But yeah, so if you've been dating for three months and you have to, you either are breaking up or you're moving in together, and that's yeah, that's not. Or, what like you, you want. or you're just like this is a great conversation to have. And just like, can we just like put the pause button on this? Like, I know this is weird, <laughs> but we're all dealing with this in our own ways. This is unprecedented. But like, I've never done this before. But like, can we just like? pause this relationship right here, right now. And just like pick it Resume up. Zoom it later. Five months. Yeah. New York is on pause. Let's put the relationship. Yes, on pause. exactly. <laughs> listen, this is, listen, I've never had this conversation before about a relationship. This is, we're all just dealing with new things in our lives. I've never won a math times, before when I left you know? I don't know if you've yeah. heard, but it's very uncertain right now. <laughs> yes. Uncertain is the, is the key word. <laughs> I like James and Raquel, good or bad for them. Do you have, is the word uncertain in some of your podcast reads? No, it has. Or yes, it has been. I've gotten a few. A I've gotten a few. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> Love the sponsors of all yeah. of the podcasts in the of world. Of course. Um, but J- the copy's changed a little bit. I'm going to go Tom and Ariana. Good for them. I think quarantine is good for them. Well, one of the things... I want to talk to you about this. One of the things that came up in this sort of like reunion clip, you know, stuff that wasn't good enough to make the show, but we'll make a show out of a show. As MTV called of, it, the shit they should have shown. Yes, that was a good job. That was actually a really good branding. But I'll say that Tom and Ariana not having sex. No. Kristen and Schwartz. Do you believe Kristen Kristen and Schwartz are actually not having sex? Katie and Schwartz. Yes, I definitely believe that. Oh, yeah, Katie and Schwartz. Yeah. Kristen and Schwartz, maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. You never Um, know. Kristen's crazy, man. And so is Schwartz. He's got a real dark side. Katie and Schwartz, I 100% believe it because he said when he was drunk in Vino Veritas, I've never been less attracted to anyone in my life. So that, that's not really a great sign. It's, it's got to be so weird to move into a new house and live there for like three months and, and never have once sex. have sex in it. Like, Don't that's, you do it the first night? Aren't honestly, you like, like, we live here now. Let's or, do it. No, the first night you may be a little tired from moving. It's like okay. a boxes. And just like, yeah, the first night, like maybe like you, like you might have a mattress on the floor. Yes. You take ownership, you, yes, you do ownership do it. of the home. Like of course, person. it's like burning we sage or something. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like you just have to do it. It's yours now. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like even if you're not into it and you're tired, it's just like you guys both mail it in. Like you have to do it. Yeah. You just new, have new to. House. And he said yes. they hadn't done it yet. He's like, we haven't christened it. Which is insane. Is and then they make true? a storyline out of it. That's the thing. It's, it's, I also feel like someone told, said it through. This is not mine. I'm plagiarizing. They're like, Lisa and Ken are actually having a ton of sex because they talk about not having sex so much. And I wonder if... Tom and Katie are the same way. 
Does Lisa poop more often or does she have sex more often? I mean, that's I know the answer to that. Poop. Yeah, poop. of course. But that was like part of the show. Oh, I have a t- yeah. I have a take based on the clip show. Brett, right? Brett, not getting the the call back next season. He was in it very little. I, I and Max was literally not in it. Not in it. No, Max is raised. I, Max, Max and Brett. Are, you, Brett. Brett was in it. Do you remember when? Yeah, when he's talking time. about talking about if Lisa poops. <laughs> no, he had a setup. Like he did a whole Zoom shoot. Oh, who was it with? I don't remember. At the end, they did a montage where he was like, goodbye. Uh, he was like, goodbye. I was like, this is the only thing. Like, why even add him there? Max didn't even get show up. And here's the thing. Like, you can't be super racist on Twitter. Like, no. four years ago and like make America fall in love with you. That's, that's just not how this works. Max and Brett are not getting Unless the callback. Unless you are a... Oh, sorry. I was about to say something else. <laughs> Stick to sports. Stick to sports. Um, Danica, though. I think... I think they're setting up Danica and Brett to be like stars the next season. Oh, other Brett, Brett Wills, Brett, or Brett Willis, old Brett, well, because I, that was I, like I a lot of time, Brett. a lot of time devoted to two people who were barely on the show. Yes. Um, Joey and I, my wife had a conversation about Danica and we were like, is she like out of her mind? Cause I can't yes. tell, but like I started to get that feeling like this week, particularly it's like she's shown signs, but she's also been kind of funny and like, you know, flippant and sort of like apathetic from time to time. But like, she, I think she might be really out of her mind and Brett Willis, Wills or Willis, his, they mic him. They shoot him. He's tall. He's good looking. He's a bartender at sir. Like he calls his boys back in like Tuskegee or wherever he's from. And he's like, guys, Tuskegee, not a place you made a face. Tuskegee Airman, no? Yeah, it's just like super random place to reference, but okay, carry on. Is it a place? I don't know. Wherever he's from. Wherever Brett is from. Carry on. Yeah. No, no, I want to drill down on where he's from without knowing. (laughs) Um, Wherever he's from, he calls his high school boys like, I'm on Vanderpump. Like, I wait till the season comes out. I'm on the show. It's one of these things that the reality of this sort of entertainment is, it's like, we're going to shoot a lot of stuff and it's not all going to make it. And some executive made a decision that your storyline's not going to make it. And he just isn't on the show until now. But I think they're setting him up for next season. And I welcome it. I, I want the old people out. I was, I was talking to Bill about this on TV concierge. Check out our episode on the Hills. There's an ever replenishing source of people who move to LA with the aspiration of getting famous. They will do anything for it. That's how we started this show. Okay, they're now famous. We're attached to them. Stassi and Bo, spinoff, great. Katie and Schwartz, see you there. Whatever. Give me new people. I just want new people who don't know what mistakes they're making. I want new people who don't understand how this works. And I want more Danica. She is off her rocker, and I would like more of that. And I'm, I'm ready for it. I've, I figured it out this season. I'm ready to move on from this relationship. I want more Charlie. And I'm yeah. ashamed to admit I want more Max. I'm ashamed to admit it. Like, I didn't see the tweets, but it was something about, like, using the N-word and how he wants to. I do to. not want terrible. more Max. Max is, like, a, a loser. He's just, like, an L.A. loser. I'm so familiar with Max's type. And it's there, just, like, Max is, there's a lot of Maxes. Like, if you're, so if you're listening Maxes. to this podcast and you live outside of Los Angeles and you're just like, wow, I love Max. That guy's amazing. Like, just move, move to L.A. There's, immediately. There, you, you will, you will, there are so many Maxes. I heard you cannot throw that a baseball right and just not go. hit a Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Max is like so many losers I encountered for several years. I cannot, I no interest, but like, let's just start over. There's, there's an endless number of people who could work at sir and like would happily do so. 
I only kind of care about what happens to Sandoval and Ariana. I do care about Tom Tom. Let's talk about this. Like Bree, the editor, um, whose last name you know and said. Challenger. What is the spinoff that she is suggesting? I think it was a Stassi and Bo spinoff. I don't think so. I but like that's nothing, dude. You, if you're gonna like, come on, Juliet. Bo, if you're, I mean, someone Bo's said super Juliet, boring. See, I think it's normal. a Tom Tom. I think it's a Tom Tom spinoff. Interesting. Okay. I think you just say like we've got two restaurants we're gonna focus on. We're gonna keep the old people at Sir. We'll move all the young people over to Tom Tom and have like a like a second generation, like they do uh, like teen and pre- sixteen and pregnant, whatever the hell sure. that thing's called. Sure, sixteen and pregnant leads to teen mom. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm into it. Yeah, I, I, I'm definitely into it. I mean, Bravo's fucked. Like they do so much production in the summer. So I don't, I don't know what their 2021 looks like, but I hope they'll figure it out. Yeah, like I mean, one of my close friends is a reality TV producer, and they're like, everyone's pitching like Zoom shows, but it's like no one wants to watch Zoom shows when we're not zooming anymore. You know, I don't want to watch Zoom shows while I am zooming. I mean, ESPN has done a really good job, but like low quality production value, I'm not interested. Well, I think if you watch uh, Jalen and Jacoby every day at four o'clock, you'll see that my bedroom does make a high quality production. It does. Studio. You guys have figured it out. It looks great. But like, I'm not it took interested. Weeks and weeks and weeks. <laughs> well, it was an, it's a new kind of production, but like, I'm not interested in in doing that for a long time. I don't know. No. Let's talk. Let's talk about another Bravo show, real real quick. Real Housewives of New York. Let's just let's just get a hit on it really briefly. Does it have to be quick? Quick? I no. love this show so much. It doesn't much. have to be quick. I I love it as well. I'm struggling because I. I ride or die for Dorinda. I'm, I'm yeah, fucking, you're losing that battle. I'm you're losing that battle. I'm you might loyal, be dead soon. I'm I know very, you ride or die, but that you might, you got to really consider that die part. Cause like I'm not ride or die. And because I'm off that bandwagon right now. Why does she have to be so mean? And why does she have to drink so much? I, it's just very upsetting. I don't mind the drinking as much. The like, I don't mind. Sometimes it, I watch it. it and I, I go to her and I'm like, what would the experience of being her friend and hanging out with her be like? I'm like, I don't think that's pleasurable at all. No, she's mean. She just like tells you what's wrong with you. Like, why is she so mad at Tinsley? Like, what did Tinsley do? It's actually very similar to Kristen on Vanderpump. Like, why are you ostracizing a woman who's in a relationship that's not making her happy? Like, that's the time that she needs her friends to help her. And I don't understand why Dorinda's so mad at Tinsley. Well, I think that like Leah kind of broke it down at that outdoor brunch, which I was like, oh, remember those <laughs> little alfresco <laughs> dining in hey, New York it's City? Co- it's coming back, man. <laughs> I guess. I, I, not for me. Only outdoor re- dining. Yeah. 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 But I, I mean, she was just like, look, I think that like, like Tinsley was in this world and lived this life that Dorinda aspires to have. And she like kind of like, feels a certain way about it, which is a little too basic of a breakdown. But there might be some of that there. And I think that Dorinda one of the things that really bothered me is she went like straight job interview when she was talking to her like life coach guru, whatever. Oh my God. The life coach. Fuck that. Yeah. yeah, Get out of here. And and he had like a uniform on with his name on it. Like he was a real doctor. Like, dude, they don't wear scrubs and just like listen to someone talk and charge them $500 an hour. Like, no, don't wear scrubs, dude. It's an insult to people who actually like go through the training and all of the work. And it's like, it's so fucked up. Yeah, you're basically like a friend for hire and you're like wearing scrubs and acting like yeah. you're a real doctor. And but when she was talking to that person, she was like, she went job interview. She was like, I just, I'm so mean to people because I see the potential in them and I want them to be their best. I'm like, Dorinda, stop. Like, just stop. You're not mean to Tinsley because you see that Tinsley can be better and you want to fix her. Like, that's not how you fix people. No. You know what I mean? 
It's like Coldplay. Try so hard. I don't remember the lyrics, but Coldplay fix you. That's what I was going for. No, no problem. I'll just I'll fill in those blanks on those Coldplay lyrics. <laughs> I it's just rough. I can't I name like, a single Coldplay song or the Coldplay lead you. singer. I know nothing about Coldplay. I, I know nothing about Chris Coldplay. Martin, and I, I don't care for him. Um, he, he was a goop guy, right? Didn't he date Gwyneth Paltrow? No, married two children, oh, Moses yeah, and Apple. Yeah, Shout now he's Apple. with Dakota Johnson. How do you feel about Leah? I love Leah. You know I love Leah. Leah McSweeney married to the mob. Is her hair a wig? Her hair is really confusing to me. I've, I'm really bad at sussing things like that out. You know what I mean? Like when I, I married a black woman, I've been with a black woman for a very long time. And it, it, like, it took me like six years to be like, whoa, those are wigs? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like I'm really bad at this particular thing, but I'm guessing extensions. Her hairline is extensions. Just, her part is like so perfect. And I'm like, is that real? But... Um, she really stole the show this week when she talked about her boyfriend who she's dating. First of all, great move not having you on the show. That means the relationship actually has a chance. Yep. Second of all, he's a pita guy. He makes pita bread for like all these restaurants in New York. Yeah. He's not attractive. She said that she's like she likes to be the hot one in her relationship. The beauty. No, she she's wants the to be beauty. a beauty and she needs a beast. She needs a beast. Like, honestly, that's like the nicest way that you can call me your ugly boyfriend. It's like, look, I'm the beauty and you're like the beast. Like you're scary and tough and whatever. I don't get that. She must have been cheated on. That's the only thing that I can I can say. No, I love that guy, Rob, her ex. Rob, shout to Rob from A-Life. Um, I just and- want to know, these people, these people like Leah and her sister were in my life. Like I was reading I the Marriage of the Mob blog in like 2004 or whatever well, it was. Our friend Chris Ryan was like, Leah McSweeney is on The Real yes, Housewives. She was yeah. like around. Yeah, I know. Leah McSweeney was like out and about and around and like kind of known. You know I what know. I mean? And so was like, I've never, I've never met her, but like I knew her as a person that had like friends of friends or whatever. And if you were reading page six in 2005, 2006, like you know about Leah and you know about Tinsley. Like, I know Tinsley from being on Gawker, like when they made fun of yeah, her. Yeah, but Tinsley was like like society, Socialite. Hamptons. Socialite, yeah, yeah, where Leah was more like downtown cool, like smoke weed, hang out at like Lower East Side bars until closing. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah, sounds great. We used to go to bars. Um, but <laughs> Leah revealed that her boyfriend, the PETA guy, forwarded a photo of her where she's basically basically naked. She sexted him where she's just holding a, a pita over her vagina, but she's naked otherwise. He meant to send it to a friend and he accidentally sent it to her. And she just like played it off like it was funny. And that's like not funny at all. Okay. No, no, no. Do you know what that is? That's wisdom. That's experience. That's self-awareness. If oh God. you send a nude to somebody... There's a 1,000% chance that they're showing it to their friends. Ladies, if you're listening to this, I promise you, none of those are sacred. None of those are private. None of them. None, none, none. You're allowed to be mad about it. And she was just like, it's okay. I called him out on it. I would be more upset and be like, look, man, if we're going to be in a relationship, I'm going to need you to make decisions. And like, this is, this is just dumb people stuff. Yeah. And she's it's like, like, he like looked at the picture of Leah and when he was writing the name into the text, it's like, that was the first thing that came to mind. Like Leah. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely done that with text, but not with like nudes where I've been like forwarding no. them to a friend. Not with nudes, but she did look pretty good with her butt out in the bathhouse. Leah's hot. She's hot. I mean, yeah. we've seen her almost yeah. naked when she was throwing the tiki torches in the Hamptons. Like she's hot. Yeah, yes. Yes. Good for yes. her. Her sister. Yeah. I loved her sister's style. Oh yeah. She's again, known for a long time. Long she, time. 
she reminded me of a character from Ladies of London who I actually think passed away, but she she I liked her a lot in general. Leah's a good is crush, is Dorinda's makeup artist also from Ladies of London? Yes. Yes, he is. Thank you very much. What a great Paul. His See, name first is Luke. Of all, that's who that's why you come to Juliet. Yeah. You come to Juliet because me and Joe were like, is that the guy from Ladies of London? Yeah, his name and is Luke. We're like, we're like not sure. We're not gonna Google it, but like Juliet knows these things off the top of her head. Caroline Stanberry moved to Dubai, and I don't think Luke wanted to go to Dubai. He was like, I'll take New York instead. Thanks anyway. Oh, I like think I about Ladies so of London every other day at a minimum. I <laughs> I like love it. I it's my ideal reality show. <laughs> it was a good show. Oh God. It just it's it's just great. Um you, Jacques, I think you'd be into I think you'd be into the pita guy. I think that's why it's like it's like a kosher no, pita place. There's no. like a Jew vibe to it. I would not Come be on. into the pita guy. No, I'm dead. No, not at all. No. Why the sexting thing? No, that's totally I mean, I wouldn't be happy that he was forwarding nudes of me, but like sexting is fine. I like I like that angle. I didn't think of that. So I didn't consider that whatsoever. Be like, so you're proud of it. You know what I mean? It's weird if you just like delete it. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, I, yeah. I don't know. I, me off. But uh, he wouldn't be for me. She was like, he's ugly. I mean, I don't know. She's like, he's, she yeah. called her boyfriend a beast. That's not a great sell. Now that no. you say it like that, not a great sell. But I do want to say that um, that particular bathhouse that they went to is between my subway stop and my job. Mm. So I walk by it every single day. It's on and Fulton I've, Street. Yes. So it's right near my, where my grandma lived. Yeah, it's right there. Like right right where the like there's Fulton Street has like a million subway exits and like only mm-hmm. 10 people listening to this care about that, but like Fulton Street spans a lot of subway exits. One of them is right there. And it is I've gone there probably four times. Oh. And every time I've gone there, I've left work pretending to like eat lunch or something, but I'm really just hung over and I sit in a steam room <laughs> for 45 minutes and I come out feeling like a million dollars. A million dollars. Sometimes a schwitz just really hits the spot. You're just like, I need to sweat but it out. But it's also, it's not just that. It's a schwitz and then you walk upstairs and jump in the pool and yeah. like cool down. It's There's great. a cold tub there. There's a dry sauna and everything is super hot. Like the steam room is like super duper hot. Um, the food is not, I wouldn't eat lunch there, you know? Sure. But they beers and stuff, but I don't, so, it's not, I'm not there for that. This is really obnoxious, but like no one's listening, right? Um, Soho House and Meatpacking has showers, a steam room, and a pool. So in the summer, it's like the full package, and it's fucking dope. And it's like, and I would have lunch there. Very good food. Or not very good, but like good food. I think we're talking about two very different experiences. Yeah, we are, but I'm just saying. This also hits all, yeah, you're talking about a fucking like Russian bathhouse. I understand. But this also also hits a lot of those notes, and it's very pleasant. And I understand what you're saying. Just saying, sometimes a schwitz is just like what you crave. When you get over 40, you will literally look at a steam as a workout. Like, oh, I didn't work out yeah. today, but I did steam, but I did steam. Yeah, of course. You know? <laughs> yeah. I was As a child, I was really into this television show, Sisters, on NBC on Saturday nights. And it always started with the four sisters in the steam room together, like talking or whatever. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Hard to Great. see in steam rooms. Well, it's sisters. They don't need to see each other. Yeah, you I know, guess they, so. They got like a preternatural bond. Or something. I guess you've always been into very obscure, weird, no one else watches network television shows. I watch so much television now more than ever. It's like honestly obscene. It's embarrassing. It's great. Whatever. It's great. Whatever. Um, one thing I've just really noticed about the season of Housewives of New York and Beverly Hills, 
every episode they have like some kind of event. It's like someone's always hosting now. It's like Leah hosts oh, yeah. the bathhouse. And I, I guess it's because they can't do normal things. They have to like set up locations and whatnot. But um, it's kind of an impediment. Well, it's not only like, that, but what about that weird Dorinda hosted? I'm inviting a bunch of random people. <laughs> that thing. Like it was like, first of all, like again, like I feel for these women, there's like 10 random women. They've never been on Real Housewives of New York. They're going like they had to sign waivers and like they know they're going to be shot and like they're got their, their makeup done professionally and their hair and like their special outfit and they're there. Like I'm going to be on Real Housewives of New York, but literally there's in the background is extras while the fight happens between the cast members. It's just like all, it's like a crowd for the fight, basically. It's like a boxing match, yes. Real Housewives of New yes. York style. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. It's just, it just shows the maturation of these all these franchises, I think. It is. Last note for the week. I watched all of Selling Sunset in one day, season two. It's. I watched one episode and fell asleep. I wouldn't say it's good, but it's a great binge watch. And you just get to see some cool, cool homes in L.A., and it, it makes it seem like there's only like one place in all of LA to buy a house, which is like in the Hollywood Hills of West Hollywood. And that couldn't be further from the truth, but it's like a really funny portrayal of Los Angeles. You should check it out. Yes. Someone who used to live there. Oh, I, I, I watched the first episode and I loved it. The first house they went in first, they all look like they're going to like their quinceanera. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they look that age and they have that sense of style, but they're going to like show a house and they show me, which is a beautiful house in the Hills. And, it, and like, I don't know much about real estate, but I can ballpark this place around like $7 million, right? Like maybe. Sure. And they're like, this is a $45 million home. I'm like, wait a second. $45 million is like a ranch. Like $45 million is like, that's like an obscene amount of money for a house. And what you showed me was like nice indoor outdoor space, but like, that's not $45 million. Not a lot of land, right? Like you're just like, okay. It was the whole thing. Yeah. It was just like 45 million. Like I could literally buy nine $5 million homes or this one $45 million home. It was just such a fake number. It was like prices right. I was like, I cannot believe this number whatsoever. <laughs> you you gained this. You put your quinceanera dresses away. They're it, also way too young for to be talking about forty five million dollars homes. Like, I'm but not they're going not to the, young, Jacoby. That's the thing. They're what? all in their thirties. No. Yes. Mary's like forty. Yes, they're no. not young. Yes. Wow. Maya is like wow. pregnant with her second child. She's like in her mid thirties. Those are adults. Yes. Yes. They don't act like it or look like it. I know. I know. Christine is terrifying. She's with a younger man. He's like 27. He's retired. I'm shocked to hear this. I'm shocked to hear this. Yeah. Check it out, people. That's. I just want to recommend it. Remember we used to do a weird watch of the week? That's my weird yeah, watch yeah. of the week. Oh, what's my weird watch of the week then? Man, I don't know. It's cool. I don't have I, a lot I, of weird watches. I, you I'll kids. do one for next week. Okay. Cool. I mean, I guess my weird watch of the week was probably Fancy Nancy or Vampirella. You know what I mean? Oh, those kids shows? Yeah, kids shows. I watch a lot of weird kids shows. Cool. Vampirella is really weird. Pup Academy is like, Pup Academy, the dogs talk. So they like animate the dogs' mouths. So it's like actually dogs. So it's not like a cartoon. Like they, they go to school. Yeah, but they all have humans. Like, oh, what's your human doing today? And they talk about the humans. It's, it's, uh, it's a weird watch of the week right there. Pup Academy. I'm out. Don't no, recommend thanks. it. Don't uh, recommend it. Don't recommend it. Dogs, <laughs> not great actors. Not great actors. <laughs> Um, thank you so much for listening. Jacoby, thank you as always. We'll find you every day on ESPN at 4 p.m. Jalen and Jacoby. And check out the podcast as well. Why not subscribe? You know, just get some more Jacoby in your life. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back on Monday. Bachelor season's kind of returning. So we got a lot of Bachelor programming on HBO Max. I'll be getting into that. Join our Facebook group for programming updates on what we're going to be covering. 
And then on June 8th, the Bachelor special series of the greatest season ever starts. And I got a lot of special guests in the offing coming up. So mm-hmm. thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you soon. 